What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. We're here with episode 77, coming off a big week of racing, over a week, kind of. I don't even know. I don't know where we left off, where we're going to start today, but we had the conclusion of PA Speed Week. We had the World of Outlaws at Cedar Lake. We had NASCAR at Road America, a uh, wild F1 race at Silverstone, um, plenty of race, um, the All-Stars at Lernerville last night, so plenty of racing obviously to talk about and we were out there for you were out there for Hagerstown and then we on Thursday last week and then we were out there Friday and Saturday together at Williams Grove and Port Royal so a lot of good stories and racing to talk about I'm sure but how are you doing man you've been enjoying the week yeah it's been uh, a little bit hectic trying to get back in the swing of things after taking a day off last week to go to Hagerstown and then Monday being the holiday um, at least made it a little easier, but not easier to go back to work after a long weekend of racing. Never is, but yeah, get, uh, like you said, I'm not sure where we left off. I guess we'll just go back to last Wednesday. No, it was last Tuesday when we recorded Wednesday because it was yeah. when we were yeah it was to see the Rowdy documentary. Yeah, it was always Wednesday. So yeah, Wednesday we left off. Um, the series headed to Port Royal, uh, the PA Speed Week, I should say, headed to Port Royal for their first one. Well, guess we'll get into the whole P- PA Speed Week since we were up there. Um, and that's kind of where Brent Marks kicked off uh, his fun for the week, I should say. I got know he picked up a win earlier in the week, but starting Wednesday, he went four in a row. Um, one there Wednesday at Port Royal, then the show moved to Hagerstown Thursday, picked up another win. Uh, then Friday at Williams Grove, when you were in town, uh, we saw him win there. And then again on uh, Saturday night at Port, man, just a hell of a run for the, the 19 Murray Marks uh, team there. And it's just been fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, another – I mean, I saw the, the breakdown of all the guys who ran every uh, Speed Week show and, and Brent's average finish. I can't – it was like two point two or something like it was 2.1 yeah like it was stupid like yeah you like it was the last number on that list and his finishes for the week were just crazy it it was like what one p3 and then all twos or ones i think yeah they didn't have a bad night all week pretty much i like i don't have every pa speed week log off top of my head it'd be nice to ask bert that or one of our pencil one of our friends who are Pennsylvania sprint car experts but I mean that has to be one of the greatest speed weeks of all time like I said it's certainly up there with uh it reminds me very much of 2020 Kyle Larson yeah how how many did I think he won five that that one didn't he Mm, um keep going here I'll uh yeah like like I said I'll, I'll definitely uh reach out maybe ask Bert or one of somebody else but I mean that has to be up there in in the the pantheon of greatest speed weeks of all time like you know going back to how long they've been running this thing I can't go every speed week and be like oh was it as good as this guy in 1994 or like whatever it was but I think it's certainly safe to say one of the best speed week runs of all time I mean just absolutely dominant every night I mean we were out there and I I at least with you watched him at Williams Grove and Port Royal on Friday and Saturday. And I mean, nobody had any. Uh, Macri had a, a little run there on um 
on Friday and probably could have caught him. Actually, I shouldn't say Macri had nothing with him, nothing for him. That was just a matter of the draw. But like that Saturday race at Port Royal, there were a lot of restarts in that race. And, and, and Brent just completely checked out every restart. And then we had that one, uh, one lap shootout at the end. Wagner, right. That just completely sent it in there and tried to video game it for the win there at the end. And that didn't stick for him. Yeah, it was, it was definitely incredible. Um, so, on here, the stats are very, very eerily similar. Um, this is only showing nine races. Oh, yeah, I guess it was only nine. Um, it was nine races instead of – well, I guess they were both, both nine races. And Brent Mark's average finish was 1.7 for the week with five wins. Wow. And nine, nine top fives. Obviously, finished. If we did, he didn't finish lower than third all week. He finished third twice. Uh, and you compare that to Kyle Larson's of 2020, he was a uh, average finish of 2.3 with four wins and eight top five. So super incredible run by both of those teams. But yeah, that's, it, it reminded me of Kyle Larson. And then we saw those two, I didn't get to watch the race last night. I don't know if you were able to, but those two dueled it out for the win last night. Yeah. I went back and watched it this morning. It was a good race out there. And, uh, one thing. I, I can say about last night's race at Learnersville at, at Lernerville too. It seemed like a lot of people were like, I think Justin Peck is certainly solidifying himself as the championship favorite with the all-stars. And that was the takeaway I had last night watching him get around there. And, uh, but yeah, that's another great show. And, and, and Brent had a, another great battle. I saw a good meme when Larson used to own his team with uh, Justin Marks. And somebody said, like, every sprint car race in Pennsylvania for the last month, and it was Larson Marks racing. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, uh, a- another great battle. But, yeah, you can't say enough about, like, some – obviously they kind of restructured the team there with Brent this year and Alan Murray taking over a bigger ownership stake. And whatever restructure and new money they have coming in there, has obviously worked to perfection because that team has launched to another stratosphere. And at this point, there's I'd be surprised if they don't go full time outlaw racing next year. I mean, they have to be ready for it. And they're, I mean, he's the best sprint car driver on the planet right now. I, that's not a crazy take at all. He's the most dominant. Like they I, they do the rankings. I don't know. Like I see the sprint car rankings. I don't know how those are all calculated and stuff, but. He's the number one driver in the country by a, a decent amount right now. And wherever they go, whoever they're racing, whatever style track they're racing on, they're a force to be reckoned with. And obviously, as we head to, to the month of money, the Kings Royal, the Knoxville Nationals, like they, ha- they have to be the favorite. The Summer Nationals at Williams Grove, they have to be heavy favorites going into that one, you could say. And just as, as, as the month of money continues on. They're the team everybody's going to be gunning for. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he's definitely the hottest sprint car driver in the country. I mean, there's, that's not a hot take. That's a fact, fact of nature. Um, but, no, I, I, I was just thinking, why go full-time outlaw racing if you just do this one, like do kind of your own deal and run wherever you want to run and run the big money races and, you know, just do your own thing. I'd say a, a prestige factor. A prestige factor has to come in there, though. Like you want to be able to say, like, I'm a world of outlaws champion. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. That's true. I see that. Good point. 
So, yeah, that that would be why I, I could see. But, yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe they don't. I mean, he's talked about it. I mean, he's said it to us on here that that's their goal and, and that's what they want to do. I don't know if that's next year or how. But it seems to me like they can pull that trigger whenever they want to. That's just my outside observation watching how competitive and they've been and everywhere they've gone this year. It seems like they're ready to, to pull that trigger whenever they decide that's the time. For sure. I mean, they're definitely ready. Uh, I think they got the team capable behind him, um, and they got the cars running great. I mean, like, like you said, the, any track they go to, they're they're fast and competitive everywhere they go, and it's certainly a contender for the win. And I, I, I've just been thinking all week, man, as, as he's kind of been on this run, like, man, we've had this guy on our podcast, like the hottest sprint car driver in the country has been on Rose 1 through 10 a couple of times. It's really cool, cool to say. So, uh, Yeah, proud to call him a, a friend for sure and appreciate i mean he's our first get like guest we've ever i don't want to like downgrade our friends we've had on here but as far as like drivers and people actually like working in the industry he's our first guest we had on here so, yeah definitely cool to see that that all coming together for that team uh we knew it was possible last year when we saw flashes of it and and they're showing they they can put it together for a full season so yeah we'll see how they do with a month of money we'll I'll hopefully get him on here soon. We know the boys have been busy racing. Um, like I said, nine straight nights. Um, and then they had a couple off days to enjoy the holiday. And then they were right back at it last night up there at Lernerville, which while we're at it, we'll get, go ahead and give the top five rundown. Um, last night, Kyle Larson picked up the win, came in and stole some money from the boys. Uh, Brent Marks finishing second, Justin Peck third. Like you mentioned, he solidified himself as, as one of the top uh, all-star contenders right now and, and super fast everywhere they go. Um, Chris Windham finishing fourth and Hunter Schoenberg rounding out the top five. Uh, here's the crazy stat. I was looking for the speed week standings to run through that. Uh, how about this? Uh, the 2022 PA speed week money earned Brent Marks with 62,500. That's, Almost twice as many as second place Anthony Macri at 31,701. Then you go down to third, 20,140. Excuse me, 149. So the disparity there shows how dominant he was. He was hogging up all the money. Yeah, and but, that's uh, Macri picking up two wins early on there in, in the week. I also I got those points. Uh, Brent, so Brent Marks won with 1,424 points. Justin Peck came in home second with 1,171 points. Anthony Macri came home third with 1,070. Danny Dietrich fourth with 983. And Lucas Wolf fifth with 874. And it's funny thinking back real quick. I remember last week on our show, we were like, oh, they're going to, like, they were 100, 200 points back from, uh, from Macri at that point in time. We're like, oh, they're going to have to start going on a run if they want to win this thing. Well, yeah. Certainly went on a run, and they ran away with that title. Yeah, for sure. And if we, we flash back two weeks, uh, shout out to you for calling that, man. You called out that, that they were going to get the win the whole speed week. Uh, so, yeah, really good really good call by you. I picked him last year, and he came home second, so I'm glad he was able to prove me right this year. I went with him a sec. I almost picked Justin. I was thinking about picking Justin, but I went with Brent, and that ended up being the right pick. I picked Dietrich. He finished third on a week um, with one win. Don't count out him. He picked up the win. Sunday. Fourth. 
and Aaron Sheelan's Grove. So, yeah, don't count out Danny Dietrich. He's always a threat. Um, it was fourth on the week for Danny. What's that? It was fourth on the week for Danny. Oh, I got him at third. It's uh, yeah, it's Marks, Peck, Macri, Dietrich. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Anthony uh, didn't even show up that last last race, so that's why I don't know how that works. But uh, either way, um, yeah. Did he not show up the last race? That was pay per view. I didn't. See, I know there's some story there. I don't, I think you know a little bit more about that than me. If you want to dabble in that, but I I didn't realize he just completely didn't show up to the last race. Yeah, there's been some rumors flying around online. Uh, we won't speculate too much until we hear anything. But uh, yeah, there's some rides that maybe or some rumors that maybe he got sat down for for the the, the last race of the week. Um, and then we we know the silly season has kind of been moving and shaking. Uh, last week we talked about how well I guess we didn't talk about because it it's breaking news like right after we got off the air um, that Corey Eliason was out at Routine Racing. Um, and they've moved Jeb Wise into that Zeb Wise into that car. Um, so yeah, silly season kind of full effect. There's been some other rumors that uh, Devin Borden might be out of the 27. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah, we'll certainly uh, be following. Uh, and hey, feel bad for Corey. I mean, obviously it's a it's a results based business, and uh, the Rudine team wasn't thrilled with what he was putting up but obviously uh Corey's gonna land on his feet and we'll be pulling for him he's a great dude so uh I mean he was racing for the 71 in Knoxville this weekend so uh I mean already in other cars so I'm sure he'll be fine and he'll uh he'll recover from that but you hate to see anybody lose their job especially at, at this point in the season it's so it's gonna be so hard to find another ride another job so you just like it's it's tough to see it, it 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 just it makes you sad to see that for for anybody even if if they deserved it they didn't deserve it you can debate that all the time but whoever it is whether you're a fan or not of who they are they deserve it you you just hate to see that kind of stuff especially at this point in the season yeah it's certainly tough when anybody loses a ride and certainly certainly even tougher probably mid season but yeah we know Corey will land on his feet and. These things have a way of shaking themselves out because we saw back to it's twenty twenty that he was really fast in that twenty six car, but things just haven't been going their way the past couple of years, and uh, they made it made a change. And he so, came home Pete. By the way, I don't know who won. He came home P two at Knoxville this weekend. So Corey Eliason. Yeah. You, so I I don't know who he's driving for, but yeah, certainly know that this will have a chip on his shoulder after this. Um, and I said, I know he's full of talent, so we'll see what this brings. Yeah. Sometimes um, you need a shakeup. It's not, maybe not a bad thing, you know, you just, everybody needs a shakeup. Yeah. Shake up. Yeah, no doubt. But, um, yeah, so with all that, any, congrats to Brent, obviously. Um, did you want to add anything else on Speed Week? I mean, obviously, awesome being back at the track up there in Pennsylvania far ride i don't get to get up there much and when i do i thoroughly enjoy it so i'd say we had an awesome weekend we were both pretty beat up there by the end it was especially you three nights in a row but it was a it was definitely uh by the end of the weekend we were pretty beat up and pretty worn out i knew sunday morning you were up and ready to get out of there 
Yeah, definitely ready to get back to the, to the homestead and 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 like you said, I was definitely banged up there after after three nights of running hard. Uh, I came home and and didn't get to see too much of uh, any of the afternoon racing of the IndyCar and NASCAR race. I was watching the back of my eyelids there most of the afternoon. So, yeah, speed weeks are always a good time. Uh, never a bad time up there. Got to see some of my friends from the P- Beer Hill Gang, uh, PA Posse, and. Yeah, we'll look to do it again in two weeks when the Outlaws come to town for the big show, Summer summer Nats. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we can move on to the uh, to the Outlaws, and we had, I'm getting those results pulled up right now. That's why I'm hesitating. Um, yeah, they had a couple of races at Cedar Lake this weekend. Um, we were able to catch both features, um, which was kind of cool. All the Speed Week shows were ending at a decent hour. So, yeah, it was cool to – be able to uh we met some friends we we i think we got back to camp friday night and we could hear johnny gibson's voice uh, like a couple campsites over so we we wandered over and found a couple dudes watching the the outlaws feature on their phone like we would have been doing um but yeah jacob allen picking up the win on friday night i was he's we we talked the debate of who the hottest sprint car driver in the country i think you gotta throw jacob allen in there um for as many races the Outlaws have ran, you know, they're not running every night like Speed Week or whatever. But Jacob Allen has been on a tear here lately. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking for the breakdown again, by the way, of like who led what laps and all. And they changed the, the Outlaws website was so much better than last year. Like last year, I don't know what changes they made this year, but uh, they definitely downgraded this thing because I cannot find any of that stuff like lap led count and that kind of stuff. But I just remember – I can't remember who who was dominating. I think it was Donnie led some, and then somebody else led some, and then that's when Jacob got hooked up on the bottom and was charging to the front. Yeah, from, from, what, from what it sounds like, we were definitely had our beer goggles on that evening. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely – It was a, also a week ago. I don't think it was just beer goggles. Well, yeah, exactly. It was a week ago. Well, yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of racing between now and uh, since then. Um, but yeah, Jacob Allen, Brad Sweet, Donnie Shots, all putting on a good show. Cedar Lake is such a fun speedway, man. They that's a hell of a facility out there in Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I said don't have the lap counts here handy, but we'll give you the rundown nonetheless. Uh, we said Jacob Allen picking up the win from P3. Uh, Brad Sweet started tenth, finishing second. Sheldon Hodenshield uh, finishing third. Donnie Schatz finishing fourth, and Carson Macedo finishing fifth. And hard charger award was Scotty Teal from Teal. The big wheel, Scotty Teal. Teal, okay. Uh, from Sheboygan, home of Road America. Did not realize that till now. But, um, yeah, so he was the hard charger. Uh, Up yeah. 11 spots from, from 19th to 8th. Yeah, so hell of a drive for him. Uh, and it was great to see Donnie Schatz come in and run so well. Obviously, a tough week for him, the loss of his father. And he was, I was really pulling for him to get that win, and he led a good chunk of the race. I think a lot of people were pulling for him. And obviously, uh, Brad Sweet was trying to keep his run going there to win his sixth and seventh in a row. That streak came to an end. He came home one spot short to do that. But a great win for Jacob Allen. And I mean, we went from talking about him going all star racing and I don't think this guy has it and things like that. I mean, he's completely turned that narrative this year. I'm surprised he's not. It's just like, yo, I'm surprised he's not further up in the points than he is. Obviously, I think he's had a few bad runs here and there. Hasn't 
they haven't been entirely consistent when they're not up there racing for wins. But I would you expect them with with how great they've been to be closer to the front. But I still think seventh or eighth in the points. But still a great year for that team, nevertheless. Talk about shots. No, I'm talking about Jacob Allen. Oh. Yeah, they are. They're ninth in the standings after Saturday night. It's just it, it, it's just weird. You would expect them to be higher. With I mean, they've won four features now this year. Sounds about right. Yeah, you'd expect them to be a little higher, but yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like they're when they're on when they're hitting on it, they're hitting on it, and then when they're not, they're they're in the back, you know. So <laughs> just well, things. Speaking but, of hitting on it, yeah, we'll get into Saturday night. Uh, one for the PA Posse again um, to cap off the weekend. Uh, Brock Zierfoss picking up his second World Outlaws win. That was pretty pretty special to watch. His first as a full-time outlaw as well. Yep. Finally, and they were actually out there running some Speed Week shows before the Outlaws got racing this weekend. So you have to think all that racing he was able to do helped him and Obviously, a huge breakthrough win. I mean, he was so pumped after the race, and you can't blame him at all because it's been a a tough go of it for that team since they've gone full-time. For, for them to break through and win a big feature, Independence Day Spectacular, that had to mean so much to him and that team. I mean, and I don't know if you remember, like, or if it was after you went to sleep, if you were watching, but, like, there were a lot of cheers on the campground in Port Royal when he crossed the finish line there. That was pretty cool to hear. Like, all around the campground, you knew what they were cheering for. There were a lot of cheers in the campground, a lot of happy people out there in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was definitely up, made it to the end of the feature there. But, yeah, like you said, it's been a long time coming for that team. It's been 1,807 days um, or or 169 races uh, since he won his only outlaw win five years ago at the Summer Nats up there at Williams Grove. Uh, so yeah, just really cool and special for that team. Um, they we know that they've been kind of fast all year and showing showing flashes of greatness, but finally to, able to put it all together there Saturday night and 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 much like uh Port Royal, he had a few few restarts to hold people off. Yeah, he certainly passed the challenge and had some great drivers giving him hell for it. And Jacob Allen was making another run to the front there. He was. If there was a couple more restarts, Jacob Allen was going to be a factor in that one as well because he was fast there at the end. But Yeah, and Zero Falls did it against the best. I mean, Brad Sweet there on one of the restarts, like lap. So he, he fired off and sent it wheel to wheel up there against him and uh, took the lead away for one lap, and, and then uh, Brock was able to get back around him. So just really special for that 3Z team. We know those guys work really hard, and they went full time just, what, two years ago a year ago um so yeah just really cool to see things paying off for them and it's pa posse man we can't be happier when when the local guys win obviously the story with brock was not the story of that race though it was what happened in the pits and there were a lot of people talking about to the point the outlaws needed to release a statement and that was pretty crazy so i won't yeah, I got fired up on Twitter on Saturday, like, after it happened, and I kind of stand by it, but just for the sake of, like, letting things play out, they said they're investigating it. I won't pass judgment on here, but just to strictly state what happened, like, they were pushing that car. Number one, that official idiot move to be pushing that car backwards with, I 
I didn't under like they were pushing it from the front, and that was. I don't know. Like, they were just trying to hurry up and get him out of the way or what. I'm not sure what what the deal was there. I said you were the one that noticed it and and you were like something just happened. And yeah, because yeah, you heard the the hollering, and then like this guy like so the guy on the shots crew that was working to help. So the official was pushing it from the front, ran the car into the wall. The guy from the shots crew, I guess, called him an idiot and was running his mouth to him. Wasn't really wrong, but I guess you didn't need to say it in that situation. Obviously, tensions are high, though. He gets the car in there, and the guy hops out of his uh, push cart and grabs the Donnie guy and says, shut the fuck up, and yanks the guy to the ground, and it was on. Yeah. Tempers were certainly flaring there. I'm sure it was hot out in Wisconsin this weekend. Uh, and, and tempers just boiled over. It's just one of those things that we see from now and now and again, but yeah, it was interesting. Certainly a story of the of the night there on Saturday. Um, Just think everybody would agree. If, if, no matter what's said, if you're an official, you probably need to conduct yourself better than that. That's not – I mean, in no other sport will you see that. And that's the, – the, it looks very unprofessional. Like, you, you know, you don't see an NFL referee, you know, tackle on a player and fight a guy. You know, you don't – when Kyle Bush flipped the heat, we were talking about the Rowdy documentary when he gave the double birds to the official. Should that official have ripped down the window net and went into the cockpit and went after Kyle? Like, no, nah, obviously you should you should respect officials, but even if you an official is disrespected, that's not really acceptable, and you wouldn't see it in literally any other sport. I mean, I totally get going up and and having words with a guy. And getting in his face and yelling at him or whatever and saying, Hey, I don't I don't like that, whatever. But yeah, to get physical, it's just not the right move. Certainly not in the moment there. Like you said, if you you want to be mad about it and and throw hands after the race when you're not on TV, um, yeah, go for it. But yeah, it was just uncalled for, I think, in the situation, but we know how tempers are. When you're in the hot pits there, it's just everything's going a million miles a minute and and yeah, things just Things happen fast, so. Yeah, we'll, we can move on. We'll give you the rundown here. Uh, we said Brock Zierfrost got the win. Uh, second was David Gravel. Third, Brad Sweet. Fourth, Logan Shuhart. And rounding out the top five, Jacob Allen. Um, and a hard charger up 10 spots was Craig Kenzer. So, started 20th and finished 10th. Right on. So, uh. Yeah, we keep it moving, and I guess we don't have anything else to add on the sprint. Oh, well, I guess we should preview this weekend's races. Almost got out of here without doing that. But we go to – oh, my thing just crashed. Where are we going? Uh, 34 and Wilmot. Four, yep. 34. Uh, Where's 34 at? In Iowa, and then Wilmot is back in Wisconsin. Yes, sir. So, let's see. Milestones ahead. Just trying to find some stories here out of this. Uh, what to watch for on the Outlaws website? Yeah, I mean, we can just um, by just saying Brad Sweet kind of kind of pulled away a little bit back in the championship um, with a, just a solid weekend. You know, a couple of top fives. Um, so yeah, just solid, solid, solid for them. Um, see if I can pull up the championship standings. 
And while you're doing that, just to add the favorite this weekend has to be David Gravel. Uh, We know he loves those short, uh, fast tracks, get after it, Uh, one-third mile oval. And he has a 1.6 finish, average finish, at Wilmot with four victories to his credit. And he's won at Wilmot with four different teams, the 83, the, the 5, the 41, and obviously the 2. So he's been on a long winless streak. He's going to be hungry this weekend, and he has to be the favorite going into that track. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, we'll give the, the championship rundown here. Brad Sweet still leads with uh, over Sheldon Hodenshield, who's 38 points back. Carson Macedo sits third, 56 points back. David Gravel, 58 points back in fourth. And then Logan Schuhart, a little bit of a gap to him, uh, 72 points back. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this weekend. Um, we still know it's a long way to go. we got a ton of racing coming up. Uh, I think I saw it was like nine races in, in the next two weeks. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of racing here. Sweet. Uh, so, Brad Sweet is the defending winner at both of these tracks. Um, so, he's been on a little bit of a winless streak, and he's going to look to end that. But he won both of these races last year, so. Yeah, just looking at the schedule, we'll have to come up with the day to record. Uh, I said we're, we're racing Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday at 34 Raceway in Iowa, then Saturday, Wilmot, then Tuesday show at Attica before the big weekend in Eldora, and things kick off there Wednesday with the Joker's Wild, Thursday, uh, and then Friday the night before. And then Saturday, the big Kings Royal. So, yeah, we'll have to figure out what day we want to record next week and, and try to squeeze that in. But Definitely try to put together something big next week, too, for the Kings Royal. So, stay tuned on that. We'll see what we can do. Yep, for sure. Well, you want to make some picks for uh, this weekend's Outlaw shows, and then I guess we can hit on SRX for a quick minute before we get into NASCAR, I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know where. how many you want to pick. You just want to do Friday, Saturday. Oh, you want to do Tuesday? Friday, yeah, we can just do Friday, Saturday. You want to do Tuesday? Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, what, let's what, do Tuesday. Let's do three what, of them. What's it hurt to pick? Yeah, we'll do three, and then we'll have four next week, uh, potentially. So, yeah, let's do three of them. All right. Um, so pick 30, it off, thirty-four on Friday tomorrow. It's already win. It's already Thursday. This week. Yeah, quick week, three-day work week's pretty nice, but um. So, 34 tomorrow. Um, We said he's the defending winner. He needs to get back in victory lane. Points leader Brad Sweet goes to victory lane. I'm going to go with the layup pick. All right. Taking the chalk. Uh, Friday night. Give me David Gravel. Rock solid. All right. Uh, I'm going to take that and go with David Gravel. Obviously, like you said, take the chalk. I'll take the chalk again. Uh, he dominates this track. I'll say he gets another win here on Saturday at Wilmot. All right. Well, uh, if we're going to keep this thing rolling and Sheldon's going to win the championship like I predicted back in February, he's going to have to keep winning. And I say he picks up a win on Saturday night. All right. 17. And then Tuesday, the Brad Doty Classic at Attica. Um, tough to pick because we don't really know who's going to be there. Uh Mainly Larson. I <clears throat> imagine Larson probably be there. 
for sure. I mean, it's a weekday show. I can I can totally see them being there. Uh, he won here two years ago in this race. So, and then uh, David Gravel won here, not in this race last year, but he won here at Attica. And then, uh, who won this? Is this last year in this race? Keep uh, Baston won this race. That's who it was. Yeah. So we'll we'll just stick with full time outlaws. I mean, we'll just kind of handicap it at that, you know. Yeah. If we don't know who will be there. We'll just leave it at we know the outlaw guys will be there. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hard to predict otherwise. Exactly. But uh, forty lap show, I will go with shit. I'll go with Logan Schuhart to get back to victory lane. All right, the one S. All right, um, we talked about him having a good run this past week after after uh, some some I don't know how to put it. Uh, also, death of the family, but Donnie Shots gets back to victory lane. All right, Tuesday. All right, well that can put a bow on our sprint car talk for the week, so we can keep this thing moving along because we got a lot of racing to talk about, but. Certainly a big weekend and uh, medium weekend this weekend. And then, oh, All-Stars. They're racing this weekend, too. I don't know if you want to pick those, but we at least need to uh, mention that they're racing. We can pick them if you want. Where are they running at? They are running at Ransomville tomorrow and State Line on Saturday. New York. Yes, sir. So, All right. Yo, let's, go. Let's, let's throw some picks in there. Why not? You want to pick them? Yeah. Was All this right. two two day show? Yes, two sir. In New York, Friday, Saturday. Yep. All right, yeah. Let's give let's give the fans some picks. All right, I'll go Ransomville Friday. Uh, first ride. Uh, well, actually, probably not first ride. Probably drove it last night. But either way, brand new whip. I'll say Zeb Wise gets to victory lane. All right. Um, give me Justin Peck to stay hot off his. PA Speed Week run. All right. And then Saturday. Go ahead. I said friends of the show. Yes, sir. Yeah, we had a definitely good time talking to him this weekend. Great dude there. Awesome team. So definitely be pulling for them. And then Saturday at State Line in New York. Huh. You go first this time. I'll throw it to you. Tyler Courtney? Yep. All right. I will go with Bill Baylog. All right. Get the victory lane. Sweet. They've had a good year. I'll say they park it on Saturday. I like it. All right. Well, now we can uh, – I guess we don't have too much to talk about with the SRX because we were out at Port, Port Royal for that race. I don't really know if they're running – Huge stories out of that race, either other than Ryan Newman winning. But no, we we're keeping an eye on it. Um, I said but keep an eye on it there. While we talked about, it, there's a ton of cautions there at Port Royal, um, for silly stuff. But yeah, not not really sure if there's any big storylines. Um, didn't seem like it. Seemed like everybody's kind of minding their p's and q's a little bit. Um, not sure how Ryan Newman got to the lead there, but I know that he wasn't running great when we, when we checked in and then we checked in again and he was leading. So not sure how he got to the lead, but yeah, awesome to see Ryan Newman picking up a win. We know he's been fast. He's picked up a couple podium wins so far or podiums this year, not wins. Um, yeah, just so cool to see him back in a race car and, and still doing, doing big things. 
I know a lot of the the SRX. I mean, number one, yeah, so cool to see Ryan Newman win another victory of a pick for me. So, and I got you to put some money on that. So, you did uh, that worked out. But um, yeah, I mean, great for Ryan Newman, obviously. Uh, as I'm working towards an entry list for Stafford, that's why I'm or uh, Nashville. That's why I'm here a little bit. But uh, I know a lot of the SRX fans don't really like Stafford and that's not a great track for that series. So it wasn't particularly like a uh, favorite race of the season for anybody. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it returns to the schedule next year. Cause I mean, they had a shit ton of people that race sold out uh, two years in a row. So a shit ton of people, not the best race, but I mean, if they're getting that, those kinds of numbers of, of people coming out there for it, I don't see any reason they wouldn't come back. But I guess we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a product of that style, that that kind of track. It's a pretty flat racetrack. Um, so you, you don't really see too much too wide. And, and certainly after Uncle Tony sat the family down last week, uh, you, you had to imagine those boys were, were not going to be roughing each other up too much. Uh, he did, they didn't want to. Set, set the boss off too much this week. So, yeah, maybe it is a product of all that coming together. Um, I don't remember last year being too too flashy either. But nonetheless, uh, we know there's a ton of race fans up that way. Um, so, yeah, just always cool to see them pack out that place. And, and yeah, I kind of hope it's not on the schedule next year just because we've seen them go there twice. Um, I don't want to see – I think that's maybe the max. I want to see them go to a certain track in two years I think we talked about this weekend where they need to go. I think we both had that realization of where they need to go. Oh, yeah. Tell the folks. <laughs> yeah, they need to either be at Williams Grove Speedway or Port Royal Speedway next year. I think either of the two would be a great choice. Uh, I don't know which one of those facilities you consider to be better and more prepared it's, to hold a race. The atmosphere at Williams Grove is is a lot of fun. Um but, but the facilities at Port Royal is just, I mean, world-class. I mean, we, we sat up in there in the bleachers, and and they have real nice restrooms out back. Um, you know, we went through the tunnel there in the infield. I kind of showed you around a little bit. It's just super nice place, kept up really well, uh, and they always keep investing money in there. We, we know they, you got a video. You can go on our Instagram and see it with the, the uh, LED lights there on the front stretch, giving us a little bit of a light show. Had the Martinsville field there, um, and they just continue to upgrade that place. We know that they recently added those pit grandstands with the the uh, suites on top. Um, they've paved the pits. They've paved part of the infield there where they push off. And yeah, it's just a world class facility, man. I've I've said it on here that it's it's the Knoxville of the East for sure. Um, and it puts on some great racing. We saw that Saturday with a video game move out of Wagner try to win that thing off the last corner i don't think you could go wrong with an srx race at either of those places and also like this made me think we forgot to mention lance deweese's injury hope he gets well soon uh that was a tough lick but it made me think of that because you know go to williams grove or port royal put lance deweese in one of the horses the local legend racing i mean they would pack that <laughs> marching car what'd you say Put Brent Marks in the car. Yeah, put Brent Marks. Like, maybe do one of those fan boots like they did. I mean, obviously, even then, I think if, if you went to Port Royal, you got to put Logan Wagner in there, right? Or Macri, yeah. I mean, 
there's or yeah, so it just be be super cool to see them come that way, and and I think that we eventually will see that. I mean, it's just a matter of time. This SRX series is going to keep growing and growing, and, and yeah, it's just it's cool to see. I love that they're going to these local short tracks and they sell it out real fast, and it's just a ton of people coming out to enjoy racing. Hell yeah! Well, this weekend they'll go to another track they went to last year again. Uh, they'll go to Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, two-time Nashville Fairgrounds late model champion Cole Williams won the fan vote to get in the car this weekend, so he'll be the local ringer. We also have Matt Kenseth and Joseph Newgar for SRX starts of the season, so those are two guys. I'm really excited to watch both of those guys get in the car. Who uh, Newgar and who else? Matt Kenseth. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll definitely I'll be at the Xfinity race at Atlanta. Plan on going home after driving back because I'm only like an hour from that track. So I'll definitely be planning on watching the SRX. Uh, spending my Saturday night with the SRX series. Uh, been a busy past couple of Saturdays and haven't completely been able to tune in. Obviously, after going to Five Flags, um, it's tough Saturday nights. But definitely, set this Saturday night is one I'm planning on tuning in. Yeah, I think that's a good problem to have when there's too much racing on. You can't can't pick what you want to do. I'd say there, I'm at the racetrack or or I'm watching something else on Saturday night. So yeah, I'm gonna I think stay home this weekend. Um, I said maybe I think I might go down to Dominion, but with SRX on, I might stay home and and check that out since I are you guys, are you guys racing? Or? We are not racing. We race oh. next weekend, but uh, I'm just gonna go out there and, and kind of do my thing, uh, just kind of show my face and and just build our brand out there, at Dominion. So I'm leaving that up in the air. I'm leaving it up as an option. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't sound bad to stay home and watch some SRX for sure. At, well, at the fairgrounds, nonetheless, it's badass racetrack i love that racetrack oh yeah we know chase elliott won here last year and that was electric chase and bill racing for that win that yeah awesome if that place puts on a great show they got some progressive banking and and you can really race too wide around that place well we can make a pick for this one and keep it moving so um yeah we're excited to watch it we'll be tuning in uh is cole williams gonna take it to the legends or are you gonna go with uh or one of the superstars well, uh, I'm going to go with a superstar, but he's also a local boy. So I don't know if that gives it away if you know who I'm talking about. And I don't even know if you know this guy is from Nashville, Tennessee. But I'm give me Joseph Newgarden. Pick up the win. I didn't know he was from Nashville, but I figured he was from around the area if he was coming here particularly. So, Yep, home race for him. Um, I think he's going to show what, uh, what he can do in a, in a race car. I like it. That's a good pick. Um, let's see. So I'll propose that question. Does does the local legend Cole Williams pick up the win? Yeah, I, I, I'll say he does. I'm going to go with Cole Williams. I think he gets it done. Um, obviously, the fans selected him over six other really popular short track drivers, including Bubba Pollard, Stephen Nassie, Brittany Zamora were some of the names in that fan vote, and Cole Williams was able to take that home and beat those guys out. So the fans are going to be electric for him. Obviously, they pushed and voted to get him in this race, and I'll say he rewards them with uh, get some victory lane, a place uh, he is very used to visiting at Nashville Fairgrounds. Oh, yeah. 
Also, if I had to give a another pick, don't sleep on uh, Marco Andretti. He's been fast uh, past couple weeks. Um, he looked pretty sporty there at Stafford. I think he was leading or running running the top three there when we before uh, when we were tuned in. So. Well, I was watching it, and then you started watching your race monitor because it was ahead. But I was still watching, and yeah, uh, he was leading, and Newman gave him. It was a nice bump and run. It wasn't. I say nice bump. It wasn't like anything dirty, but Newman, I think, got into him a little bit, moved him up out of the groove to get that spot. Kind of what you have to do to get the spot. It's, hard, it's tough to pass. What'd you say? It's short track racing. Famous oh, yeah. Words, famous words of Joey Logano. Yeah. I just didn't want to describe it as, like, he went in there and knocked the hell out of him. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. but All uh, right, so you got the local guy. I got a local guy, but a superstar. So, yeah. Let's, let's roll this thing into some some NASCAR. Jeez Louise. Well, I'm not – obviously, the Noah Gregson stuff was the story of the Xfinity race. I'm, like – I'm not going to, like, rant about it or anything. It's just, like, it was ignorant. It was stupid. Like, I know you were you were busy with other stuff while that race was going on, and I was watching it live. I don't know if you were able to go back and at least watch that incident, but it's it, just ignorant. Yeah, I had to go back and certainly get my judgment on that incident. And, and yeah, it was it was certainly a dumbass move by Noah. Um, I get it. He's mad that he's been roughed up three times on the day. Um, but you can't just right hook a guy on a straightaway. If you want to, if you want to ruin a guy's day, you're you're about to go in down in it in this. I believe it's five there. Um, yeah, at the slowest corner of the of the racetrack. So just go in there and ship the guy to the tire barriers, you know, and, and oh. be done with it. Well, of, of the many dumb parts of that incident, like, the like Noah started that pissing. Like, Noah ran Sage up the track first, and then That's, Sage. I, I think Sage ran him off the track first. That's the way I've seen it. At least what they showed on TV after that restart, they went into turn one, and Noah drove Sage up there. And, well, and I'm talking about down into four. Oh, so that's the thing. Sage got him back after. I think he got him back twice after. But Noah went into turn one and ran Sage in the dirt and took the groove away. And then Sage just returned the favor multiple times. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like maybe there was some stuff before that that TV wasn't catching. Because, I mean, Noah's pretty adamant that he was roughed up quite a few times on the day by Sage. And we've seen that Sage has kind of raced, raced like this. Uh, in his in his Xfinity career so far, so uh, like I said, I, I get that Noah's mad, and, and you you want to take care of the situation, but the way he took care of it is is where where the problem is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a problem that he took care of the situation because I mean, if if a situation like it, it if if that's gonna keep happening, it's just gonna keep happening until you take care of that situation and show that you're you're not gonna stand for that. But yeah, just the way he did it, literally right right hooked a guy in the middle of the straightaway on the fast one, well, not probably the second fastest straightaway there. Um, and we know that they have what four spotters just because they have to, but they can't see shit. Uh, and you certainly can't see shit. Even if you are spotting once there's a dust cloud and you go off the racetrack. So yeah, it is super dangerous when, when you got cars spinning across the racetrack like that. Um, it's very re- reminiscent of, I want to say like Oh seven Watkins Glen. You had cars coming back across the racetrack like that. Um, this is super scary. We know Brandon Brown took a shot, um, busted his balls a little bit there. 
But yeah, glad to see everybody walk away. But yeah, just dumbass move by Noah. Um, I think. I mean, this is one of those things. It's it's uh. We watch these guys learn week in and week out and grow up on TV. I mean, no, we've talked about it. Noah, Noah's been doing really good this year. Um, past few weeks, kind of been acting like an ass. So, but and, and that's that's doing what you're doing in the beginning of the year, Noah. That's what frustrated me the most is like, like obviously, like I mean, my pro, like I I was gonna try to like change my opinion on him. I agreed he was doing better at the start of the year, and he just showed like this is who he is. He's a guy who didn't really earn his keep in the sport and then now like this is a a prime example of it where he he doesn't race with any respect and now he tears up Tommy Joe Martin's car and Jordan Anderson's car and Brandon Brown's car and like everybody else's car and like all these guys who don't have millions yeah, of dollars in junior it's one of those things where that happened I mean Noah didn't have the intent of crashing all those cars uh, it's just one of those things you gotta. He'll learn from this. I mean, he, he, he got a lot. He of, had no remorse either. Like that's, like he had no remorse for it. Like he got out of the car and did like one of those like half-ass apologies where he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, but I don't regret doing." So, like so well, he didn't apologize. Also, you kind of gotta applaud that. We've said if you're if you're gonna race like that, you gotta you gotta be that guy. No, don't, but you can apologize out. for tearing. Oh. You can apologize for tearing half the field up. Well, he did. He he said he didn't mean to do that, but he he, said, he wasn't apologizing for what he did to Sage, essentially. Yeah, I mean, either way, he he didn't want to tear up those cars. There's, he didn't have that intention to tear up. Oh, I don't think he. It was his intention. I just don't think he cared. No, and, and I mean, that's the, he's going to learn from this. He's gotten a lot of flack all week. I mean, even Dale Jr. was like, "Bro, I can't can't defend this." So. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those things where we see these guys learn and make mistakes in on live TV. You know, Noah's what twenty three, twenty four, maybe if that. So he, he's still a kid. He's learning. He's gonna learn. He's gonna learn from this. And yeah, I think he'll be a better man. Better man for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one it's second. It's just one of those things. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with it. It was certainly fucked up, but. Yeah, we move on and, and see see if we can take care of business the rest of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you just you don't expect anything less from him. But, I mean. I, I will say I am surprised NASCAR didn't park him after it. I mean, that that's where I think you, you got to start parking people when they do stuff, dumb shit like that. I mean, I get it if it's for a win and you're racing and – what well, they did a couple years ago. That's the. No, that's what I'm saying. They need to get back to it. I don't. I don't understand why they didn't. I mean, that's. Nope. Nobody ever references. I feel like the Justin Haley, uh, Riley Herbs Pocono, deal where like Justin Haley turned him head on to the wall and NASCAR parked him, and that, I feel like that. That's like a forgotten incident almost. Corey LaJoy referred to that on his podcast this week. Did he? I'll be yeah. gonna listen to that. And I was trying to think of who it was. So I'm glad you have the memory to remember who it was. Um, yeah, no, I'm surprised NASCAR didn't. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking in the moment. And well, they were thinking this is Noah and this is Dale Jr.'s car, and we still he, he still has a chance to win the race at that point. So he's a fan favorite. So we don't want to take him out. And that's a good point. Uh, but I, like I said, they they had to do something. And and they chose points penalty this week. Like you said, it doesn't really affect them too much. But like I think 
certainly gets a Noah's attention. If that was Brandon Brown instead of Noah, he's parked. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll agree. I'll give you that. Yeah. But, but less. Um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely would cross the line. Ignorance is the word of the week. We'll go with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. And yeah, I'm glad. But I mean, and, and then again, like we said, Dale criticized him, but then like Tommy Joe was pissed, and then Kelly was on Twitter going after for being mad his car got tore up. So like they're still kind of empowering him as far as I don't know. Obviously, I'm not there. She just said she wasn't embarrassed. It, it's kind of what I was saying. They're going to learn from this. They'll move forward. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But it, just a, a ugly incident. But I'm sure uh, we, we can move along. And we both watched that finish together while we were in line getting our pit passes. And what a finish that was. And what a move by Ty Gibbs to get uh, Kyle Larson there and just straight up outdrove Kyle Larson. You have to give him a, a ton of credit for that. No doubt. Huge credit to him. Um, dude put on, dude's a wheel man. I mean, we talked about it when he got his win, his first win down at Daytona Road Course when he shipped it through the grass and came out the leader on the other side. But, yeah, just kid's got a hell of a lot of talent. And it's one of those things where we've seen him kind of grow up a little bit more this year as well, too. Um, right in front of our eyes, right on live TV. Yeah. And, I was thinking the same thing. Was that like a moment of like Ty Gibbs showing – maturity and, and growing up a little bit where like he could have went in there and knocked the hell out of Larson and won that race with that. He had plenty of opportunity to do that and he didn't do it. And he just, I mean, if I'm that, if I'm a kid in that situation, you got to have a lot of respect for cup champion Kyle Larson. You know what I mean? And if do they, you though, if you're Ty Gibbs, like, yeah, like, absolutely, his, man. his ride's not going anywhere. Like, no, but, but you got to have respect for the guy. Yeah, I understand. Don't respect the guy. You know what I mean? What What are you even doing here? Yeah. So, so I, mean, you, and you, I think that's one of the things where it's like he's the new kid on the block. If he's if he's in the sport a couple more years and kind of proved himself a little bit, it's not a dirty racer, but an aggressive racer. That's when you can put the bumper to the guy, and, and people don't really have a problem with it. You know what I mean? And it's like, like you don't wreck the guy, but that's a fine line too of getting in there a little too hard and and accidentally dumping him when you just mean to rattle his cage or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's, you want to think, like you you kind of bring up, is was that real maturity from Ty, or was that just like, this is Kyle, like, if that was Josh Berry instead of Kyle Larson, does he go in there and knock the hell out of him? Yeah, like, that, that's that's one of those things we'll have to find out. I mean, we know, well, him and Mayer have had a history, and they that kind of, kind of, we saw came to fruition again in Nashville last week. Um, where he tried to wreck him there. So I, I don't know if it's true maturity or if it's, like I said, just a ton of respect for a cup champion in Kyle Larson, uh, and then you got to race him the right way. Uh, I don't know. It's just time will tell. But, but like I said, these guys are just learning every week. He, the kid's 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. But literally in, in a high-profile ride and talking about getting moved up to cup. So, yeah, it's just a lot, a lot on that kid. And just really cool to see him going out there and racing the right way. We gonna see him in a cup car next year? No. Well, maybe for a race or two. I won't put that past it, but not full time. No. Be interesting to watch, but we can move on to uh, move on to cup. I think we spent enough time between that that race and that incident. 
Oh, oh, real quick, AJ, man, he drove from the at a track off the pass at. <laughs> he went from the back to the front and the back to the front and the back and ended up finishing like eighth. I mean, he had a wild day, but I mean, watching AJ on road course, yeah, he finished sixth. I think he went to the back three times, finished sixth. Solid. <laughs> Crazy. So good for him. Also, shout out to Sammy Smith, his first Xfinity race. He ran pre- ended up 24th, but he ran pretty well most of the day. Ran solid top 10, top 15 most of the day. So tough track to do that out at. Shout out to him. For sure. And then Sunday, we had the uh, we had the cup race. Not the most eventful cup race. So not I know you said you slept through most of it. So I mean Yeah, I mean I saw the important part. I am mean, glad I woke up when I did and and it's literally as soon as Tyler Reddy got the lead, I think I was back asleep. So yeah, just cool cool to see Tyler Reddy pick up the win. Um I don't know where how you fix this, but it, it was not a great race. I think we've talked about it beating a dead horse here. Uh this get rid of the stage cautions. Uh, pay the points or whatever. We so we don't need to go do a whole thing a bit about it, but yeah, just get rid of the stage cautions. I think that makes that race a little bit more exciting. You kind of can't anticipate what the strategy is going to be, so you're kind of on the edge of your sheet, saying, "Ooh, what's my team going to do? What's this guy going to do? Is it how's that going to work?" You know what I mean? Um, whereas with the stages, it's kind of just straightforward. Half the field pits, half of them don't. Uh, yeah. and, I wasn't even going to bring it up again. Like, that's how sick I am of, like, it's... No, it- I mean, that's just what, what made the race really not very entertaining for me. It's like, I watched, I was excited about it, and Chase gets out to the early lead, and it's just like Chase is running away with this thing. It's like, all right, I'm going to sleep. And well, then... I think the, the bigger issue I had, like, and I agree, totally agree, obviously we've talked about that on the strategy, is like, I just like this car is not performing on road courses as it was built to perform. And for whatever, I don't know what the reason for that is. I don't know what they can do to change it. Uh, like this, this was the road course car and it has not performed that way. Well, it has. I mean, it's, I think they marketed it wrong or people were anticipating something different because from a drivability standpoint, on road courses it drives better but i mean you think like a lot of the the IMSA races i mean they're good but i mean they're not barn burners by any means you know what i mean it kind of gets spread out and people just kind of ride for a little bit so yeah i don't know i i I will say that i i'd rather have this problem and have an issue with the short tracks and road courses because i think that's going to be a lot easier fix because you're not as aero dependent. It's always going to have air is always going to play a factor in it, but it's not as aero sensitive. Um, and I think you can find ways to fix that a lot easier than if it was not performing on the mile and a half, like the old car. Are you, um, so you I'm, know what I mean on that? Yeah, I hear you for sure. I was just to, to keep it moving. Uh, are you, uh, are you disappointed to see road America go? Cause it sounds like, we're going to have the gangbang 400 street course in Chicago on July 4th next year. And wrote it like for whatever you say about the racing, they had three, two, 250, 300,000 people, however many on property 
for that race. I guess it's the highest attended race all year. All the people, I mean, it's a really cool track. It's a track I wanted to go see a race at one day. Um, that was like very high up on my list. It's an awesome facility. Like they put so many fans in there. People get excited about going there. So for, for all those reasons, I'm, I think I'm sad to see road America go. And it's like, who, who wants a Chicago street course? Like, do people in Chicago want a Chicago street course? Like, I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, if, I think if they do it right, it can be done good. But no, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I like the track. It's a fun racetrack to race. Um, and I mean, yeah, you can have 400,000 people here because there's no grandstands hardly. And it's just like however many people you can fit in a five mile radius. Um, I think, you know what I mean? We've had what, how many sellouts this year? If there was more seats, at those places, how many people have they gotten? You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, I mean, you got to look at it kind of with that with that kind of aspect that, you know what I mean? It's The numbers are a little bit skewed on that. But, no, we know it's a good track. The fans in Wisconsin love the racing and, and definitely show up for that race. Um, sounds like the Chicago race is like a three-year deal. Um, and on that, it's like, I like it because it's, I think it opens up new opportunities and, and a fresh market kind of not really fresh, but to be in a downtown street circuit, that's, that's pretty special. It's, I think it's going to turn some heads and, and yeah, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Um, nothing's official yet, but it sounds like it's coming on July 19th. So yeah, we'll be talking about that on episode 79. I imagine. Yeah. Well, I, I, Obviously, it's it's an Amazon deal more than anything. But as a lot of people are saying, I think, I mean, if you wanted to go back to Chicago that bad, get Chicago land back. But well, I think it's a it's a market thing, and I mean, they've been talking about this idea of a street course for how many years now? A while. So, well, they've talked about it back in shoot, probably like twenty sixteen when. I think it was Joey Logano. They had a car down there on the Gold, Gold Coast of Australia ripping around with Scotty McLaughlin. The street course is probably going to suck. I mean, they're held um, even an IndyCar. Like, very like IndyCar fans don't like street courses. Like, and it could be done right. I mean, there's some street courses that are big, like Baku, it's like super wide in some places. So I, I said it can be done right. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'd I'd rather I'd much rather see that. Hell, I mean, like Junior said, was saying, make it a a short track street course. You know, it ain't got to be super long and technical. Just make it short, and and that'll keep the guys closer together for sure. It's just crazy. Like like I said, I mean, I'll beat this dead horse. Like I I just don't see how the solution is. Let's take a race away from the track that had freaking 300,000 people show up. Yeah, how many people are you going to have on a street course? Uh, not 300,000. We'll how see. do you know? We'll, no, we'll see. I could be wrong, but I'm going to predict that they don't have as many people there as they have at Road America. Yeah, but it's also you got to look at the footprint and kind of do the math of that, the percentages. So, but, so take another rather than Road America. Like move Indy back to the Oval. If 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 we have too many road courses, move Indy back to the Oval. Keep Road America. And I mean, we don't know what they're gonna do yet. Yeah, we don't know what they're gonna do. 
Well, I think it's going to be hard, though, for Road America because they have no representation at the table, essentially. They're independent. It makes it tough. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what. And they don't have a contract, so that's why it's obvious. And that's kind of close. I mean, it's like five hours from Chicago, so it's sort of semi that same geographic location. So, uh. Yeah, we'll just have to see how it plays out. We, we don't know what what the deal is with the schedule yet. I was starting to dig the July 4th Road America tradition, and sounds like that's going to – I thought that could be a cool – like because I agree with what they were saying on DBC. We need a race, whatever it is, that it needs to go on July 4th and stay. This is our July 4th. I said it should be Bristol Dirt a long time ago. That would still be my vote. Why not make Bristol Dirt the July 4th tradition and solve the – weather issues and all that but there's more issues with getting the dirt off the track there and all that so i mean there's things to figure out but yeah whatever it is pick a july 4th race because this will be the fourth different july 4th track in five years or fifth and six years whatever it's gonna be now maybe five and four years yeah or four four and five years sorry yeah uh, but no, it was the Road America. We'll talk more about this on the 19th, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we got to talk about Tyler Reddick winning the race, obviously, and went in there and straight up out drove Chase. And you have to give him, uh, I mean, that team's been close a ton of times this year. And they, and he drove the race of his life, mistake free, and was able to go. And you knew it was coming for that team. And I kept saying, if they're like, they were the team. If they managed to miss the playoffs, they would have been like, how the hell did we do this? Yeah, shout out to them. Also, um, you picked him on the podcast, I believe. Yeah, I threw some late change on him when I got home. So, won a couple of dollars on that. I was excited about that. Um, but, yeah, we knew this was coming. Long time coming. Kids, hell of a wheel, man. And we know the RCR has been working hard and, and putting out fast race cars. So, yeah, no surprise to see him picking up a win. But to, to beat one of the best road course racers, that was pretty special. Yeah. So now we have 13 winners, and I will put my hand up. We might have 16. I've, I've long been against, like, over 16 winners, never going to happen, stupid discussion. I'll put my hand up. I might be wrong this year. Yeah, I mean, we're getting down to it, man. We got two super speedway-style races, two road courses. Uh, Michigan's probably going to be similar to a super speedway. Yeah, we'll have to see how that races. I mean, that could, could be could be a super speedway, could be a fuel mileage. Who knows? Um, and then you got New Hampshire in there, which we saw a surprise winner last year. We are we already saw Richmond come down to fuel mileage earlier this year. Yep, yep, could come down to similar situation. There's just it's a lot going on right now. A lot of moving and shaking. Um, what, where are we at? What, uh, 13 winners now? 13. 13. With There's three spots left on points. Eight, 13 with eight races to go. Yeah. There's three spots left on points. Ryan Blaney has. Who, who by the way, Ryan Blaney sits second in points right yeah. now. And yep. is in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. That's stupid. If you're Ryan Blaney, they need to be maximizing stage points because then they're in the event. There are 16 or more winners. The regular season champion is guaranteed a playoff spot, even if they don't win a race. So they need to be maximizing stage points and try to get that regular season championship in case it comes down to that for them. Yeah, definitely. But um, what's crazy, 
seven points is out of the playoffs right now. I know, dude. It's wild. Wild times we're living in. And I don't think we're done. Um, I'll allude to it with my pick. We're just getting started, bud. Yeah. I was saying with new winners, we're – I got one I'm going to pick a little bit later that I think will shake up the apple card a little bit. All right, well, let's get into it. Well, yeah, we can let let everyone know where we're going. Triple header weekend. Uh, Trucks are at Mid-Ohio. This is why I thought – whoever – scheduled this where IndyCar was there last weekend and the trucks are there this weekend royally screwed up. Why didn't they make it a doubleheader? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, That's what I was thinking last week when I said it. I was like, wait a minute. Why wouldn't they do that? Do they like, not have so, garages there maybe? Is that... I, I don't know. I mean, you, you think they could do something. I mean, they got they do what the, the tents on pit road at Bristol. They could do something. Yeah. That, that being a big weekend there for race fans in Ohio. I, I, I was just shocked by that when I saw that the trucks were going there this weekend. But, yeah, trucks at Mid-Ohio on Saturday. Uh, then that's an afternoon race, like a 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock race. And then one thirty. Okay. one. It's early afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, Xfinity and Cup at Atlanta Super Speedway. Old ass. I like it. Uh, I'll be out there this weekend. I'll be doing a little bit of work out there, like parking cars, crosswalks, whatever. Got free tickets to the race for doing that, so good deal. I'll drive back and forth both days because the weather is going to be hot as fuck and probably rainy because it's the south in the summer, so I'm not even going to bother camping. I'm just going to drive the hour back uh, there and back both days, and so not going to camp, but I will be there at the races both days. All right, well, let's let's run it off with uh, some trucks. By the way, just want to mention for the track real quick, uh, I think this is going to be even crazier than what we saw here in the spring because that place, fuck, that place is going to be hot and slick. And there's, oh, It's going to be a show. Yeah, I think it'll be crazier than the spring race there, and we know how crazy that was. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. But, yeah, like you said, we can uh, get into some truck picks. If you want to go first, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, give me Carson Husqvar. How many weeks in a row have you picked him? I, until he wins, I'm going to keep doing it. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to go with first win of the season. He's run really well. He was actually uh, – I'm, I'm going Parker Klingerman, and he actually – I think he won that race. Did you see those uh, Mazdas, the MX-5s racing there at Road America this weekend? I did not. Yeah, they had like Trans Am. They had like all kinds of races there beyond NASCAR. They had like the. I know that I mean, Justin Marks was running in the Trans Am series. Yeah, so they had these. They had the Mazda MX fives racing there, and Parker Klingerman did the pit reporting for Xfinity race, and then got in one of the MX fives and went out there and won the race. I believe I watched those MX fives, dude. It's like why it's like freaking Talladega for them out there. Like the drafts they get are at. Like, if you just go and watch some clips of those MX-5s that rode him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should see him at Daytona. Go back. <laughs> go get some clips from Daytona if you think it's super speedway racing, man. It's crazy the runs they get there. They'll be, like, five, six wide at the start-finish line for the win. But, yeah, Parker Klingerman got in that uh, – shout-out Mazda. But he got in that uh, MX-5, and, I, like I said, I believe he won that race. So, shout-out to him and alluded to that because he's my pick to win at Mid-Ohio. All right, locked in. Who you got Saturday evening? 
Oh, by the way, wanted to mention too, Justin Marks racing there on Saturday. Oh so, yeah, in the truck. Yep, that's yep. cool. Um, Ace in the forty-one, I think it is. Yep, racing old Rosswick's truck. All right, All right who you got Saturday? Man, that's... old ass Speedway. Yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. Um. Yeah, you might as well just – I'm not putting any bets in this weekend. I don't know about you, but it's no, – I'll definitely throw some change on it. <laughs> it's like throwing darts at a wall, basically. Yeah, I'll probably have a couple of dark horses if I'm going to lose some money, and I might as well make them interesting. Yeah. Um. All right, I'm going to go with first win of the season. Daniel Hemrick goes to victory lane for college racing. I – um, so like I said, throw throw a freaking throw out a number at a dartboard. Thirteen, Natalie Decker. <laughs> um, Sage Caroms in the field. Me, give me Trevor Bain in the eighteen. He's not in the eighteen. Uh, Truex in. Yeah, Ryan Truex. Yeah, give me the 18. By the way, going to be interesting to see what happens with Landon Castle at College Racing because that Voyager coin that funded his whole season filed for bankruptcy. So, yep. I, I don't know if he's going to be out of a ride or they got something going for him for the rest of the season, but I hope the best for Landon. Yes, sir. That's a, not a good situation to be in. Also, his whole salary is paid in crypto. That's why I said a good situation to be in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who you got Sunday? Give me the number. All right. So I got an upset pick. Um, I don't even know if – I guess it's an upset for the year they've had, but I've been insistent he's going to make the playoffs. I'm standing by that pick, and for that reason, I'm going with Brad Keselowski. Victory lane in the number six. It's been a miserable season, but he's going to turn it around and get to victory lane and shake up that playoff apple card a little bit more. I. You uh, asked for a number, the number six. Yeah, I got it. Got it written down. Got it on my bingo card here. Um, I'm going to go also with a sleeper pick here. Um, One second here. Uh, got a top five here last time we were here. In the spring, first ever top five. Give me the old seven ball. Wow. Corey LaJoy gets her done and locks himself. That's really going, going to flip the apple cart. It ain't going to shake it up. It's going to be completely upside down and on fire. Even if he wins, though, dude, he's he's so he's in 31st right now, like 34 points behind 30th. So he's even if he wins, he that that wouldn't that would be a tough uh. He'd have to drive his ass off to get to the playoffs, so it'd be far from a lock for him. Because I was curious about that too, and looking because I heard him saying we're going for it. But um, yeah, he'd still have some work to do, even if he did win a race. But that would be crazy. Yes, sir. But that 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 would be the we'd see the top thirty really come into play. But we'll see what happens with it. I thought I was going off the board with my well, pick. So would you? I mean, Brad Keselowski's flirting with it, bud. He's sitting 30th. Yeah. I just, like, if it came down to it, I have more confidence in 
the sixth team to hold on to that than the seventh team. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out for sure. But it's and what's crazy, by the way, with Brad, even if, if he got the 50 points he got fined back, he'd still be 27th in points. Yep. Been a miserable year for them. But, yeah, I thought I went off the board. You really went off the board. But we will see what happens. Did you want to touch on do a Derek's F1 minute at Silverstone? Yeah, I mean, it was a – a banger of a race. I don't know how much you were able to watch once you got back home, but yeah, when I got home, well, we know we'll start with, I mean, we, uh, coming down the road and it was about to start at 10 o'clock. And like, as we were pulling into the parking lot to meet, to drop you off, uh, the race started and we had that super gnarly wreck that, I mean, the entire time we were hanging out there and really like halfway home when I was like halfway home, they still hadn't showed a replay of it yet. Um, they were still trying to extract Joe Guan Yu out of the car um yeah it was a super scary incident there to start the race you had joe flip over and spin like a top on his halo and then once he got to the gravel trap he flipped up over over the tire barriers and into the catch fence so it was just crazy and also you had alex albon go head first into the pit lane wall there on the start as well he got airlifted out of there so just super scary stuff on the start of that f1 race the halo uh, definitely saved that cat's life. Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, that's quite a few times we've seen that happen. I think in the F2 race there that morning as well, we saw the halo come into play and and uh, save a, a driver's life as well. So, yeah, that guy that, that had that idea, what a genius. Um, he's praised more and more as, as we go through this thing. And, yeah, other than that, it was still a banger of a race. I mean, they had a, like an hour-long red flag and got it started at like 11. And then it looked like Lewis Hamilton had a chance to win at one point. Um, oh, Max, yeah. Yeah, Max one of those had two a losing bets you gave me. Appreciate that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, look good until that final safety car was looking real good. Um, but, yeah, nonetheless, Lewis Hamilton got us – Third podium of the year, I think it is. Um, so what they they threw that played in because one of the bets you gave me was George Russell over Hamilton. We had George Russell kind of got screwed on the start there when when he That's, saw Joe Green you flip, he stopped his car because he had a puncture because uh, he saw the red flag and then he ran across the racetrack to see if he was okay. And then by the time he got back to his car, they had already been put back on a rollback. So. Just kind of a technicality there. Um, I mean, the rules are the rules. But, yeah, I think if, if he was able to get back in it, I mean, he was going to be solid. We saw how fast their upgrades have been. Lewis on the podium. Just a ridiculous call, though. I mean, I know it's the rule, but there has to be some, like, common sense that comes into that decision-making. Like, Yeah, I, just, I think everybody was on the same page when once he left, he didn't – really tell them that hey i i'm gonna get back in this thing it's fine it's only got a puncture and they assumed that he just was like oh i'm done with it you know just i think miscommunication on all parties there but nonetheless they i know that team thrashed to try to get the car ready and try to levy the fia's decision but they were stuck stuck heavy with it um but other than that i think it would have been a good bet so yeah uh, Carlos Sainz picking up his first career F1 win in his 150th start. So that was super cool to see. Um, Max Verstappen had a piece of the Alpha Tori lodged in his uh, 
in the side of his car. That's what made him so slow. After he took the lead, it looked like he was going to run away with it. Um, Charles Leclerc finished in second without an end plate on his front wing. It was it was just a wild race, man. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't know how much of it you were able to watch because I know I was texting the group and kind of keeping everybody on tabs with it. But yeah, it was it was super exciting. Yeah, I mean, I went home and went out to lunch as soon as I got home. I didn't see any of it beyond that start that we saw, but gotcha. But I mean, yeah, Silverstone's always been one of the better tracks for F1. So, yeah, we know there was some drama there last year between Lewis and Max. So, how about how about George Russell, by the way? Speaking of which, that his like his uh, little comments about like getting booed that was hilarious. Honestly, when you sent that to the group, I was like, there's no way this is real. Like, thought it was a meme. Yeah, I was like, there's no way this is real. Like, uh, funny, like. It's like a article of the onion, you know, like there's no way, like, ha, good joke. And then I was like, it's literally the motorsports.com. Like what? <laughs> yeah. I actually said that. <laughs> yeah. Just an idiot take by him. I mean, how much worse is he going to get? Like, that's what they said on DBC too. And they're wondering, like, how much worse is, is he going to get booed now for saying that? For sure. Yeah. He's it's like Russell booed. Westbrook where he was like getting mad that people call him Westbrook. And then like, now that's all anybody calls him. Like, yeah. If you don't like it, just suck it up and eat it. Yeah, definitely don't tell people what pisses you off. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you've gotten this far in in life and don't understand how you can get booed. I don't know. Imagine if he was Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin or Bubba Wallace for a week. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hear a lot more than booed, buddy. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Not to take away from the race, but I just I didn't want to get out of here. With I mean, how many times in a race weekend do you hear "fuck Kyle Busch" <laughs> being thrown around the campground just for wearing a damn Kyle Busch t-shirt? Oh, dude, it, it's insane. Some of the shit people will say. I'm not even. I'm not even the guy driving the race car. They don't like me. And what's crazier to to me too is like in Europe, like they like murder referees and like some of the shit they say to soccer players, like when when they lose and shit. So like. Why, why, how are the F1 drivers this soft and then the soccer players are just like animals? Like, how yeah, are they different culture there where kind of everybody likes everybody in the garage? And I don't know, it's it's different. Yeah, I thought, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, but yeah, we can go ahead and get ready to wrap this thing up. I'm excited to get to Atlanta this weekend. The weather is going to be summer in the south, it's going to be hot. There's probably going to be some rain. Uh, we'll see what happens. Expect some delays, but um, at least they got lights. Yeah. So, nevertheless, they'll probably get the races in, and I'm excited to be out there to see them. My first uh, in person with Atlanta Super Speedway. Yes, sir. It should be a good time. Well, I will holler at you next week, and you enjoy your weekend down in Dominion, possibly. So. Yeah, nonetheless, there's a ton of racing on against again this weekend. Uh, we talked about all the stuff we talked about. F1 is back at it again this weekend at Austria. Um, so, yeah, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twenty, twenty different series running this weekend, if you ask me. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we'll we'll do our best to try to watch as men, as much of it as we can. All right. I'll let you, buddy. All right. See you. See you.